0: All right, welcome in. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening on this Thursday morning. Good program lined up for you today. A trio of guests. First here in just moments. We'll speak with Neil Price, who is the new play-by-play voice of Mississippi State. Athletics, uh, football and basketball, and uh, Jim Ellis still doing baseball, which is uh, cool. But uh, uh, Neil, part of the Mississippi State Athletic Department now, and uh, a new play-by-play voice. Uh, we'll speak with Glenn Waddle a little bit later on. Uh, Glenn, uh, he wears a lot of hats for a lot of different people in the state of Mississippi with regard to sports. Today we'll speak with him about the uh, Mississippi Association of Coaches, uh, Coach of the Year, and Hall of Fame banquet Uh, That is coming up in the inductees for this season. At 1040, we'll speak with Webb Lewis from uh, SES, Mississippi. That's Southern Elite Sports. And uh, they are not new. They've been around for a couple of years now. But they are uh, uh, producing a lot of great content uh, from out of North Mississippi with regard to, uh, at first, high school, but now college and junior college. A whole bunch of really good football content, and especially uh now they're they're breaking into podcasts and many different platforms to get that information out there and it's it's really good stuff especially if you're starved for it in the state of Mississippi in the summertime and you're tired of hearing about lawsuits. All right, so let's dig right into it. On the lines with us now, pleased to have Neil Price, who's been a busy man uh, making the adjustment, coming down from the Bluegrass State to be the new play-by-play voice of Mississippi State. Neil, thank you for your time. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Jay. How are you?
0: Doing great. Uh, Congratulations on the gig first, man. How's it? uh, I mean, you are one of the primary play-by-play guys at an SEC school. That's kind of, I mean, that's, that's about as good as it gets, right?
1: Oh, no question. And uh, I don't know that it's really set in yet that that's what's happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it will as we get closer to the, the month of September. But uh, I'm awful excited about it. And uh, it's, it's been a dream of mine ever since I got into this business at, at age 15 to, to want to get to this point. And uh, to to finally be able to realize that has been uh, really special. Uh, I don't know that I can accurately (laughs) put it into words. And and the fact that it's going to be at Mississippi State, too, uh, is extra special because, obviously, it's a great place. It it feels a lot like where I grew up in East Tennessee. The towns are almost the exact same size. Uh, So I feel like I'm coming home, getting back to my roots in a lot of ways, and I'm, I'm real happy. About
0: that. Absolutely. For folks who don't know, tell us a little bit about your background. You mentioned uh, you're from East Tennessee. Tell us about how you you worked up through the ranks to get to the place you are now.
1: Well, I started out in in radio in a a small market in Morristown, Tennessee at 15 years old. And I started the same way a lot of people, I believe, started in radio. You know, I, I went in on Sunday mornings and got the 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 live programming on the air and then uh from there kind of worked my way into filling in morning and afternoon drive playing music and doing some news and sports and uh i started doing baseball uh baseball wasn't a very popular thing to put on the radio because it was such a football centric (laughs) place in that part of the state but uh you know, no one wanted to do it. There were more games, obviously, more opportunities. And, and I was the guy who said, yeah, sure, I'll try it. And uh, and that's kind of how I got started. And uh, I did public address announcing when I was in middle school and high school uh, as a way to hang out with, with my friends who were great athletes. I wasn't a great athlete. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, that, that opened some doors uh, later to, uh, to do junior college basketball on the radio while I was working toward my associate degree. And got a lot of real valuable reps doing games at walter state community college doing a, a doubleheader every night in the winter a women's game and a men's game uh, which uh, you know was a, a great foundation uh, to, to really get some tape and then when I transferred to middle Tennessee to finish my degree I had an opportunity to do women's basketball and baseball there and that opened the door in 2005 to, to come to Lexington and start doing baseball and it's where we've been Ever since, you know, and uh it it's it's been a great progression. I feel like it's been the right progression and um it it certainly has has prepared me, I think, for what lies ahead. So everybody's had a hand in it in some way. Uh Texas Village, you know, yeah. and uh and, and that's uh I'm thankful for everyone who's had a hand in it.
0: Neil Price is our guest, Mississippi State's play by play voice. Uh, I don't know if there's a a right answer for this. I don't mean to put you on the spot. But, uh, you know, in this in this day and age, more and more schools, uh, I mean, the the technology that's available to them for distribution of their sports. It's a whole different game than it used to be. It used to be a thing that's you know often handled in house and play-by-play voices were people who had connections to the university. Mississippi State is is and for good reason way late to the game in this regard. As a person who is a who is a, a broadcaster and a play-by-play guy, as opposed to necessarily a guy who just um, you know evolved up the ranks at a place. How how do you work to connect to the place that you? are working at
1: well i think the way you start is you just try to get involved and you know i talked to Ann brett Strickland just a few minutes ago and she's the general manager of bulldog sports properties uh on campus there in starkville and what i said to her was uh, whatever you need me to do uh whether it's it's going to rotary club uh going to the civic groups Um, Whatever you can do with social media now to help promote a product or a sponsor or some initiative that we're involved in in the community or across the state, Uh, little things like that, I believe, go a long way. Just being accessible to people, shaking hands, telling them you appreciate what they're doing to uh, to help the program, to help the network. Uh, I'm a big believer in doing those things, and and I tried to do those in Lexington. Uh, I tried to shake hands with fans, you know, and and granted, you can't walk to every seat in the building and do that, (laughs) but the ones that are at least within, you know, a few steps of where you are at the scorer's table or the press table, wherever you may be, you can turn around and make an effort to say, Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. Be friendly yeah. to people. I mean, I don't have some grand scheme for how to do any of that <laughs> other than uh, you know the things that you can do that are above and beyond the little things. try to do them as much as you can. and then when you're on the air, just try to do your job the best that you can. Be prepared, uh, be informed, have the right amount of energy. Uh, do all the things that, that you your training has taught you to do. And and then hopefully people will understand that you've put the time and the effort into it to try to give them a great product, and they'll appreciate it.
0: If and I don't know if this is a fair question too. I I don't mean to be asking all these difficult questions, but I'm just I'm 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 intrigued sincerely. If, if someone asked you what kind of a broadcaster, what, what, if you have to describe yourself as a play-by-play guy, which for people who do play-by-play, I've done a lot, but not nearly at the level that you have and are doing it now. But you know play-by-play guys are snobs about play-by-play, and that's a good thing for fans anyway. But how would you describe yourself and your style maybe as a play-by-play broadcaster?
1: I don't know that I have an accurate answer for that. I've been <laughs> asked that question a few times in the last week. It's a good question. Uh, I, I will tell you the same thing I've told everyone else who's asked. I strive to be conversational,
2: yeah. and
1: I think what you're going to find as you listen is that I'm going to w- use the word "you." I'm going to use "we" in context of you and I watching the game together. Um, you know, to to try and make it at least. Feel like that if you're listening, you're sitting in the seat right beside me, uh, and and watching the game with me, just having that conversation. And there'll be times when that might get thrown out the window, depending on the situation and and where we are in the game. When it becomes maybe more important at that time to focus on the the finite details of what's happening on the field or on the floor, but. I think the big thing is is where where the game allows us to be conversational, I'm going to make every effort to do that, and hopefully by doing that make a connection with the person on the other end.
0: I think it was a really good answer for not really having an answer, Neil. That was pretty good, man.
1: Well, sometimes... Blind squirrel, every now and then, will find an acorn. Every uh, now.
0: And then. Before we let you go, we're speaking with Neil Price, Mississippi State's new play-by-play voice for football and basketball. Uh, what's this last week been like? I know you're, you're disengaging with your old job at the old university, and you're getting into the the, the new place. And 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 I know you're running crazy, and, and football right around the corner. And you've got you know players and a roster to get familiar with, and coaches and everything else. I, you must not have a whole lot of free time right now. Tell us how this has been going for you
1: well it's it's been anything uh, because you just never feel like if you work in this industry, you just feel like you're you're making the transition, and I certainly understand like we talked about earlier um that this is the relation realization of a lifelong dream for me so i'm I'm absolutely <laughs> I'm absolutely in tune with what it means career-wise, and I understand the responsibility I have of communicating now to to a fan base that's very passionate about their teams, and we're going to do our dead-level best to make sure that we're, we're achieving that goal at a high level. Um, but what's been overwhelming about it, Jay, more than anything, is the amount of people who've reached out um, I just never thought it would be that big a deal to people, personally. I didn't. And, uh, and, and people have reached out and have been so friendly and so kind from from both places, from Mississippi State, obviously, and, and from Kentucky. And that, that's been really, really cool that uh, people understand the opportunity. They are appreciative in Lexington of what I've done for them for more than a decade, and the people in Starkville have made me feel like they're genuinely excited to have me. And I just don't think I ever dreamed it would go that well. I don't. And, uh, well, I mean, it just makes you want to work even harder and, and, and just stay focused on doing the very best that you can because, you know, a lot of people are pulling for you and you don't want to let them down.
0: Absolutely. Hey, man, great stuff. And, uh, you know, listening to the tape that Learfield put out of, of your work when they announced the hiring and uh folks are going to be excited it's, it's, it's going to be a good thing it's going to be different than anything they've had before and that's okay i mean after the last two guys that they've had that have covered basically the entirety of uh i guess the coexistence of football and radio in mississippi um it, it, you needed to go in a different direction and try not to replicate the thing they've had and you're going to be awesome i know states fans are going to be excited neil thank you for your time and again Congratulations on uh, the gig and the jump from uh, the bluegrass state to Stark Vegas.
1: Hey Jay, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We look forward to seeing everybody real soon. Hail state!
0: There you go, Neil Price, new Mississippi State play-by-play voice for uh, football and uh, men's basketball. And uh, yeah, I, I do think state fans are going to be excited. He's, uh, he's a he's a really, really, really good play-by-play guy. It's uh, it's an easy thing. To uh, not be great at and get caught up in the minutia and doing different sports uh, you know, I have a, a a real respect for uh, you know guys like Jim Ellis and uh, you know Jack Crystal before him um, and for you know David Kelman old Miss and John Cox at Southern miss that don 't do the two sports but do all three sports. they are very different things, very different beasts, different animals. And to be able to do all of them um, well and uh, be engaging and, you know, have learned how to pace yourself in different ways. Baseball is a very conversational sport. He used that term conversational. Football is different in that when, when the ball is in play, it's a million miles an hour and then everything stops. And then you kind of you catch your breath and you you rebuild to the next play. And then when the ball snapped, it's a million miles an hour again. Basketball is kind of like baseball, but different in that the ball is always moving. You know, baseball is always live, but the ball is, you know, in a guy's hand and he's standing there sometimes or you're between pitches and stuff. Basketball. You know I mean while the ball's in play, it's constantly moving, and it's a constant flow of action. There are three very different sports now he's not doing baseball, Jim Ellis is still doing baseball, which I know a lot of Mississippi state fans are very excited about but uh I, he's gonna be very good I think uh and it's you never wanna be the guy that follows the guy, but Neil is the guy that's following the two guys uh and that's gonna be. A difficult thing, but he's got the right attitude, and it helps when your audience embraces you before you've even had a chance to get off the ground. And as he mentioned, the state, the state family has already done that, so that's really cool.
3: And that's funny, he said he wasn't expecting it because, uh, I mean, you're going to be like, uh, like he said, a friend, yeah, <laughs> for a number of years. I mean, every Saturday every uh whenever you know whenever they play the basketball games, you are the voice, and people are listening to your every word <laughs> yeah
0: I heard him say on an interview on another show that he did uh, earlier uh last week or over the weekend, I can't remember, but um I heard him talking about how the the bug bit him, which was a good question uh and he was you know with his dad and his dad's pickup truck riding around in uh you know rural East Tennessee, as he said, where he grew up and listening to the radio, listening to the Tennessee broadcasts on the radio. And at some point in his early teens, you know, he figured out that that's what he wanted to do. And as you mentioned, he's, you know, he got into a radio station at 15, and that's it, man. I, I, that's, that's my story, too. Find your way into a, into a radio station at a young age and, and figure out a way to not get fired.
3: And you were mentioning all those story, uh, <laughs> those stories like Bill Ellis and uh, and Chris, uh, Jack Crystal. This you know yeah. that's legendary. But uh, can't forget Rob J over at Jackson State. I that's, love Rob J, man. He, he's been he's been doing that for for a while. I mean, and also um, Willie Richardson. You know, he was ca- uh, calling the football games. Just passed away a couple yep. years ago. Mm-hmm. That's uh, you know that's uh, Bob
0: Carpenter, so- by the way, who was the voice of JSU athletics before Rob J. Uh, the 13th anniversary of his passing happened last weekend. Mm. I wanted to mention that to folks because it was a tragedy. You know, he was he was shot to death. He was murdered by his father uh, in a in a shocking turn of events. But he was uh, a, a, an endearing voice to Jackson State sports for a long time. Yeah, and uh, it's been I can't believe it's been 13 years since his passing, but it has been so.
3: Yeah, it's um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people try to play it for light, but it's a it's a heavy thing. Like it's a it's it really the, is. It's a heavy thing. You you are the friend. You are the
0: voice. You're the connection. <laughs> You're the connection. And oftentimes the TV broadcasts because there aren't team specific. There are some times, um, specifically in. You know, most of the time, not football sports, but for football specifically, there are not really team television broadcasts. There are a few schools, and there are instances where you know SEC network or something like that, and you're playing a you know a non-conference opponent, and you get your guys in there on the TV. But uh, there, for football specifically, it is your teams. It is your Broadcast connection to your team, and that's what that's he not said. a thing
3: that happens on television. Like you said, a lot, a lot of we's, yeah. like our team, or what are we going to do? Like you get that when you tune in. Like mm-hmm. you say to your guy.
0: Yeah, and that's cool. Uh, I, I like that he's upfront about that because some people are, are are snooty about that. I may be one of those people, but you know if you own it on the outset and you tell people that's what to expect and that's what's going to happen i have a a really great appreciation for that good stuff there from deal price and again i want to reiterate he's you know listening to his tape he's a really good play by play guy and uh does the thing about play by play you got to do the nuts and bolts really well and he does he does do that so uh, state fans are going to be uh, I think they're going to be pleased. All right, uh, we'll take our first time out here. Coming up in about 10 minutes, Glenn Waddell will be on the program. He'll be uh, uh, representing the Mississippi Association of Coaches. They are having their Hall of Fame induction and in uh, high school and junior college and everything else, Coach of the Year. Uh, banquet coming up, and uh, he'll talk to us about the, the the Hall of Fame inductees for this year. A couple of those names, most of them you'll probably know, but some of them are uh, still bumping around today. And uh, Webb Lewis at ten forty, about twenty minutes from now, to talk to us about Southern Elite Sports (SES) Mississippi. Uh, all the great content that they're putting out on the web and on Twitter, podcasts, a bunch of different platforms, uh, feeding your, uh, your hunger, scratching your itch maybe, for uh, college, junior college, and specifically high school football here through the summer months and through the season. Stay tuned. This is MPB's
4: Season Pass on Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org on the next fresh air. Recent Russian cyber attacks in Ukraine on the power grid, government agencies, banks, and how they may be tests for cyber attacks on the U.S. Our guest will be Andy Greenberg, who writes about this in a cover story for Wired magazine. We'll also talk about Russian cyber attacks on the U.S., and he'll tell us about driving a hacked car. Join us. Today at 3 on MPB Think Radio.
3: Next time on Mississippi Roads, we take to A Road, one specific highway that we travel end to end, at least the part of it that's in Mississippi, a highway that traverses much of our geography, culture, and history. Old oh, Bruce called it the longest road they knew. I'm Walt Grayson. Join me on the next Mississippi Roads. Thursday at
4: 7 p.m. on MPB-TV. you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to
2: mpbonline.org. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
4: This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission.
0: Back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening on this Thursday morning. Coming up in about 10 minutes, Glenn Waddle, Mississippi Association of Coaches, and about twenty minutes, Webb Lewis, uh, Southern Elite Sports, Mississippi. Um I want to encourage you to visit a website, all net. Mike Christensen, longtime writer for the Clarion Ledger. Um, is uh, it's a baseball blog that he does, and it is updated uh, almost every single day, and it's been going for a while now. It is really good stuff. Uh, there are tons of places to find great uh, football information in Mississippi, but to find uh, specific, um, all-encompassing, I guess, or comprehensive is a better word, baseball coverage, whether it be high school. Uh, junior college, small college, SEC, uh, Mississippians in the minor leagues, and in the pros, comprehensive baseball coverage with everything to do with Mississippi. All MississippiBaseball.net. Mike Christensen does an amazing job with that website. It is a website that I have to hit every single day. His post for today talks about West Lauderdale, uh, the Knights, Mississippi's uh, Class 4A uh, baseball champions were ranked number six in the country in Baseball America's final high school baseball poll for the season. The Knights finished 33 and three. Uh, they're the only team from Mississippi represented in the top 40. Uh, they won the, the 2017 title with a three game battle against Corinth at Trustmark Park in Pearl. It is the 14th championship for uh, West Lauderdale and their legendary coach, Jerry Boatner. Uh, number 6 team in the country. Mississippi has a strong high school baseball tradition and uh, West Lauderdale is one of the schools that uh, has has really entrenched that baseball tradition in Mississippi as, as as Mike mentions here they've been a really good team for a long long time and won a bunch of state titles and this year they're 33 and 3 team and 4A championship rewarded with a number 6 final ranking in uh, the Baseball America high school poll. All right. <laughs> big thing from last night um uh, uh Gerard Jared excuse me, i think it's Jared is how he pronounces it Jared dyson uh macomb native uh who played at Southwest Mississippi community College uh and is now an outfielder for the Seattle mariners um <laughs> he did this thing last night that uh some people have a problem with and i don't know if you have a problem with this you kind of don't understand how baseball works but um he the mariners were playing the detroit tigers in a game justin verlander was the pitcher and uh, justin had a uh, perfect game going i believe yeah it was a perfect game and he had it uh, with one out in the bottom of the sixth and dyson bunted for a hit now a lot of people without uh, looking at what the score was or when it was in the game automatically want to say that that's a bush league play and they he broke all these unwritten baseball rules and they you know it's mad online guy wants to talk a bunch of trash about it but look let me tell you something first off you got to look at it in context he had a perfect game in the sixth inning okay but when you look at it he had a he had a perfect game through five and a third innings. There's a nine-inning game. So he's basically barely, barely passed halfway home in this perfect game. And the score was four to nothing. Now, if the score is like 10 to nothing or eight to nothing or nine to nothing, uh, and Detroit easily has a win and Dyson bunts for a single, I mean, the play is legal, so... Um, i don 't think anybody can complain about it. Would that be a bush league play? Yeah, kinda that would be a pretty much that would be a bush league play if you bunted for a hit uh in a game you 're down nine to nothing but look, they were down four to nothing in the sixth inning uh If you can get as many runs as you 're down in one swing, which you could with a grand slam home run then you 're not in a place where it's too late or you're too far away to bunt to get base runners on. And, look, sometimes if a guy is going like Verlander was going yesterday, sometimes you just got to get a guy on base so that, you know, instead of pitching from the windup, he can work from the stretch for a minute just to give him a different angle or something different to look at or just get him out of his rhythm. And Dyson bunted for a hit – and a bunch of people were mad online and losing their mind because, oh my goodness, I mean, it's the sixth inning of a game and he he bunted to break up a perfect game. Well, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but the Mariners, not only after his bunt single, not only did they come back to tie, but they won the game. And people are still mad about it? I mean, you could search uh, Jared Dyson on, Jared uh, Dyson, however you say it, on, on, and I I don't know why I can't remember that, but... You can search him on Twitter and just see all of the hot takes about, you know, this, oh, what a bleepity bleep play this was. This is a Bush League play. And they won the game. I mean, they won the game. I <laughs> Verlander had a perfect game going through five and a third. He bunts for a hit. They score four runs to tie it. The Tigers take the lead. Then the Mariners come back and win. Seven to five. And because, number one, he only had a perfect game through five and a third, and then number two, because they were within, it was four to nothing at the time. If you're within enough, uh, if you're within enough runs that you can tie the game with one swing, again, no complaints here. No unwritten rules broken here. That's why I only watch um, baseball
3: during the World Series. (laughs) Too many rules that I don't know about. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. A lot of people want to complain about baseball's unwritten rules, but a lot of people complain about the rules and they don't really know them or they don't know how to apply them anyway. Uh, I mean, like I was saying, if the game was nine or ten to nothing, um, then, you know, bunning for a hit in that game, it's still a legal play. But I mean, there, there's room to complain about that. Um, if it's late, if it's later in the game, if it's four or five to nothing, and it's or five or six, I should say, and it's a little bit later on in the game, like in the eighth inning, you know, a lot of people are going to take a long look at that. They're going to side eye that punt, and I don't necessarily blame them for that. Uh, but even if it's late, I mean, if it's a one or two to nothing game, that's still easily winnable. And so I mean, you just got to look at the play in context before you know thinking that it's it's you know some sort of. Cardinal sin that he committed for bunting. He bunted. He broke up that perfect game, and then they went on and win. They went on to win the game. So I don't know. I don't know who can complain about Dyson. I mean, he's you know making that play. He he did exactly what he needed to do, which was give you know Verlander a reason to get off the mound and run after a bunt and work, and then he gets on base, and then Verlander's got to move from the lineup to the stretch for a little while and just give him a different viewpoint and give him something different to concentrate on, and he unraveled. Uh, So, I mean, Dyson did exactly what he was supposed to do, exactly what he's paid to do, uh, which is be a disruption. All right. uh, We're going to go to the phones now. Second guest of the day, Glenn Waddell, who wears many, many hats in the sports world in the state of Mississippi today, uh, speaking with us on behalf of the Mississippi Association of Coaches. Glenn, what's going on, man? Thanks for your time.
5: Oh, we're getting ready for the big banquet on, uh, on Friday, which is uh, I think it's sold out. It's going to be a huge event, uh, some great coaches going into the uh, Coaches Hall of Fame.
0: It's the 45th annual uh, Mississippi Association of Coaches Hall of Fame uh, ceremony and banquet. Uh, for folks who don't know um, a little bit about or, or the function of the Mississippi Association of Coaches, can you tell folks a little bit about what they do and what they represent?
5: Well, they represent uh, pretty much all of the uh, community college and high school coaches and college coaches in the state of Mississippi. They're an association that uh, assists coaches in uh, with seminars and with uh, you know they have a great uh, hiring uh, situation where you know if you're trying to find a coaching job, they can help you land a coaching job all across the state. And they represent uh, all of the coaches in the state of Mississippi that. uh, that coach athletics, no matter what uh, what level it might be—high school, junior college, or uh, or or collegiate It's primarily focused on high school and community college.
0: And they put on uh, th- this is, I mean, they put on uh, the all star games for many of the different sports, and and really do a great job advocating for not just the coaches, but uh, the uh, showcases for the athletes in the state as well, right?
5: Yeah, they do. They ha- they do the Bernard Blackwell game, which is in December down in Gulfport. They also our co-hosts, along with the MHSAA, of the Mississippi-Alabama games—the uh, football and basketball games—and this year the football game will be in Hattiesburg this year. And they also do uh, All-Star basketball in the in March for North-South, you know, across the state of Mississippi. And they host a volleyball game, uh, North-South volleyball game. They help host uh, the softball, fast pitch and slow pitch, and they also help all-star games for baseball although they're not they're not the title sponsor for that but they assist with the uh, all-star baseball that comes that's been held in june already
0: and it's a great thing that the coaches of the year that they announce for the the high school and the community colleges i'm looking at the page now i mean it's athletic director of the year baseball girls and boys basketball girls and boys bowling uh boys and girls cross country football uh, boys and girls golf, boys and girls powerlifting, boys and girls soccer, boys and girls so- or excuse me, fast and slow pitch softballs you mentioned, swimming, tennis, boys and girls track, volleyball, and for the community colleges, baseball, women's basketball, men's basketball, football, golf. Men's and women's soccer, softball, and men's and women's tennis. I mean, that's that's a lot of work. How do they go about, you know, nominating coaches and voting for, you know, the, the coaches of the year, and then who is inducted into the Hall of Fame each well, year? Well,
5: each each sport has a uh, has their own committee that helps uh, run that sport and and help get the seminar and stuff together. That they held they held a giant uh, coaches clinic. Uh, in the middle of the summer, which is coming up in July, so each sport basically has their own committee, like there's a basketball committee and a football committee. Uh, the Hall of Fame class is primarily like uh, past presidents uh, of over the years of the MAC and uh, they they vote on that particular thing and to be to be a Hall of Fame coach, you have to have won uh, conference championships, you know not necessarily a state championship but you have to have won some conference championships so as long as you won conference championships you're eligible to be in the uh, coaches hall of fame for example uh, the late coach uh, samuel washington who's going in this year from uh from down in uh, jefferson county he uh he did not win any state championships but he won a, a ton of conference titles on basketball so that's what made him eligible for this year and he's got a huge following coming on friday there's at least a hundred people coming just to support him, so that should be very interesting this week.
0: And part of that is because in many of the sports uh, conferences predated uh, uh, like playoffs, right?
5: Right, and they they, they still have district titles. Sure, uh, some there are some conferences, but for the most part, because of the new playoff systems in just about all the sports, the conference championships have somewhat be- become uh, passe. But uh, they still do have some conferences, I believe, in the state that they that they win. And but the main thing is district, and then getting into north south uh, championships, and then state championships. But it's a little bit different. But uh, if you win those conference championships, you're you're eligible.
0: So there's a couple of football coaches on here that I think I a so. lot <laughs> I think a lot of people uh will will know or remember. Uh one still coaching and one just uh, uh recently retired a couple of years ago.
5: Yeah, Bobby Hall is is one of those coaches. He's down at Biloxi now. He coached at Raleigh, Amory, Louis, Louisville, Wayne County, Madison Central. He also coached at North Me- Northeast Community College, Murray State, and the Tupelo Fire Ants. Right. Indoor
0: football. Yeah, indoor football, and and a lot of people, and I I'd totally forgotten about this, but uh, his two seasons in uh, the the Mississippi Association of Junior Colleges League, he did really well, including winning a a, a coach of the year uh, right. there, and was really successful. I'd forgotten he even had a, a, a that quick two year tenure in the JUCOs.
5: He turned that program around up at Northeast, so he did a very good job and. Uh, of course, uh, he, he's been an all-star coach uh, in the Bernard Blackwell and Miss Al games. And of course, you got Johnny Hill, who coached at Marshall Academy, Tupelo, and Oxford. Uh, Johnny is, was a great football coach, but even he was maybe an even better athletic administrator. He, yeah. Tupelo and Oxford teams, all their programs, he, he led them to 12 Clarion-Ledger All-Sports Awards. That's pretty impressive. It is. Both of those two big schools.
0: Yeah, and uh, I was I was reading his bio um in the, the release and talking about all the different sports that he added That's right. to both of those programs. It's it's uh it's really you know, Bobby Hall was a, a, a good administrator uh too. I d I don't know if he's the A D at Biloxi. I know in his tenure at Madison Central he was and there was some unprecedented growth uh at at Madison Central in his time yeah, there. Yeah,
5: he, he has said that he's going to coach, I believe, about three more years. I think they interviewed him in the Sun-Herald and a couple of other places. And uh, he, I think he's going to coach about three more years. Now, of course, Coach Hill is retired, and so is Coach Barfield, who was the uh, track coach up at Carthage High for all the, that long length of time. And the other uh, inductee, and we, we've mentioned just about all of them except the last one, now, everybody knows this guy, Mike Wilkinson. Mm-hmm the hall of fame trainer and if you go to an mhsaa championship event or an mac event mike is there he's he's unbelievable supporter of athletics in the state of mississippi and of course helped form the renowned mississippi sports medicine orthopedic center and uh, he is a a tremendous individual and has uh, brought financial and support help to all these championship programs uh, all across the state he's a a heck of an ambassador for for high school athletics,
0: and I'm I'm really glad that he got recognized because uh, you know athletic trainers. I mean, these days it's it's come so far over the past I don't know fifteen twenty years or so. But I mean, you've got um, you've got a trainer, um, a certified trainer at, at almost if not every single high school event in Mississippi now, which is, a, I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to cover. And that's a really highly, big deal.
5: They're highly trained individuals and uh, they actually can save uh, kids' lives on occasion, depending on the injury and, and, and maybe help prolong their careers. And the thing about Mike is not, he, you know, he's not just known for this area. He's, he's international. He's, he's been with the U S team in the Olympics, Sydney, Australia, the Pan Am Games, the Goodwill Games. He's, He's been all over the world uh, serving as an athletic trainer, so he he really has international scope. And he, it's interesting; he was born in Hawaii and uh, graduated from Bay St. Louis High. Yeah, new Lane. So it was an interesting. He has an interesting history coming up this week.
0: He does. Uh, among the many hats you wear, one is the Jackson Touchdown Club. I know you guys put together in a, in a really, really amazing lineup every single year. Uh, is, that, that now. is that I was going to say is that finalized or do you have any uh No we,
5: this this uh process is is kind of complicated. We try to go for some big names and
0: yeah.
5: and we have to we have to we've scheduled most of the uh the coaches like coach I think coach Freeze is kicking us off in August and we've got coach uh Hobson coming in from Southern Miss and we've got uh, John Cohen the athletic director up at Mississippi State coming in. And we've we've got some of those booked already, but we we try to go for some big names and just kind of work them around as we, as we're going. So. You never know what we'll come up with. It's always an interesting lineup. We usually have that ready by about August.
0: Yeah, you guys don't try for the big names. You guys get big names every we single do. year. We're,
5: we're very lucky in that regard. Uh, we've, we've had some great success and some tremendous speakers come in and talk to us during the season.
0: All right. Well, Glenn, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I would tell people, um, I would ask you how you could get tickets to the banquet. But what well, you said it's sold out, right?
5: I think it's sold out. You, you might give them a call at the Mississippi Association of Coaches. They they you know, if they have room, they'll try to squeeze you in. But uh, this this thing on—I mean, you're talking about all, all the uh, past players of, of Coach Barfield, Coach Hill, Coach Hall, Coach Washington. Yeah. Going to have a hundred people there, uh, and 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 of course, a lot of folks know Mike. So the, the past players for all these schools that these coaches worked at: Tupelo, Oxford, uh, Amory, Raleigh, Lewis, Madison Central, Biloxi, I mean, they're all going to be piling in. Plus, we have all of the uh, Coach of the Year folks that come in. So, uh, and, and there's only two coaches that will not be there this weekend. So that long list of Coach of the Year honors, yeah. there's only two coaches that's going to be absent this weekend. Wow. That's pretty good attendance. Uh, and <laughs> that's we, a- it's a red carpet show. We have a red carpet in front of the head table, and we bring them – between the red carpet and up to the awards platform, so we try to make it as uh, as Hollywood as we can.
0: Yeah, that's at uh, the very nice Hilton Hotel on County Line Road uh, in Jackson. Uh, that phone number, by the way, if you want to give them a call and see if there's room, the Mississippi Association of Coaches is 601-924-3020, 601-924-3020. doesn't hurt
5: to call them. If they have room, they'll they'll, they'll say, and if they don't have room, they'll tell you that too.
0: And if, you know, you, you want to support them in any kind of way, I'm sure they'd appreciate that, too. Hey, Glenn, thank you for your time, man. I really do appreciate it.
5: Anytime, Jay. Appreciate you having me on this
0: morning. Absolutely. And on short notice, too, I, I hit Glenn up for the spot, like, I don't know, about 950 or something like that. Something so. like that. <laughs> I appreciate it, Glenn. Thanks again no for coming problem. on. Take care. Yes, sir. You do the same. All right. Uh Mississippi Association of Coaches Hall of Fame induction ceremony going on, 45th annual uh, banquet at the hilton hotel uh in jackson and that's coming up friday 6 p.m it's gonna be a good good deal there and when he talks about all those coaches of the year and then all of the different players and and family from all the different schools that are going to be there for the hall of fame inductees yeah that's going to be there's gonna be a ton of people there but awesome that it's a red carpet event they're gonna roll out the red carpet literally for uh these folks and show them. Show them a good time and uh, show their respect for the work that these people have done in young people's lives all over the state of Mississippi for a long, long time. All right, when we take a break here, when we come back, Webb Lewis from Southern Elite Sports, SES, Mississippi, going to talk about all of the things that they have going on, the content that they're creating. If you're not on this, I think it should be, and you love high school or or, or juco, college football in the state of Mississippi is something you need to get on. Um, with all the different platforms they're reaching out to here in Mississippi. He's next on MPBC as in pass on Think Radio.
4: News you can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You count on MPB News for in-depth coverage of issues that matter
1: to you. The state's ongoing
4: opioid epidemic. A
1: bill to allow guns in churches. The
4: child welfare crisis. And the best radio newscast in the state. Those are just a few of the
1: stories behind 10 new Associated Press Awards and another Edward R. Murrow Award. For the award-winning coverage you've come to expect, count on us. We are
4: MPB News. We are MPB
2: News. We are MPB News. We are MPB News. We
4: are MPB News. We are MPB News.
2: Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
3: Next time on Mississippi Roads, we take to A Road, one specific highway that we travel end-to-end, end, at least the part of it that's in Mississippi, a highway that traverses much of our geography, culture, and history. Old oh, Bruce called it the longest road they knew. I'm Walt Grayson. Join me on the next Mississippi Roads. Thursday at 7 p.m. on MPB-TV. Your home for the
1: arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit
4: mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission.
0: Welcome back. It's MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. I'm Jay White. Thanks for listening on this Thursday morning. With us now, Webb Lewis, SES, Mississippi. That stands for Southern Elite Sports. They do a great job uh, talking about football. Uh, They do high school football a ton they're getting into the college game they have been over the past year or so and uh, they do some juco talk as well and i really love the fact that they've been getting into a lot of different platforms and uh, they they give you a lot of content to digest specifically here in these uh, summer doldrums if you're a football fan and you got to scratch that itch they give you some stuff to do it with web what's going on man thanks for your time Thanks for having me
6: on, Jay. Really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. For folks who don't know what Southern Elite Sports is, tell us about uh, what you do and how long you've been around.
6: Yeah, uh, it was April of 2014. I'd been working for uh, 247 Sports as a recruiting analyst and kind of got burnt out on it. uh, Covering recruiting, (laughs) you know, you're limited to who you can talk to. Right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you got to be a three star, four star, five star. You got to have an offer from this school. So, uh, as someone who's passionate about Mississippi high school football in the state itself, I started Southern Elite Sports as a way to, you know, kind of tell stories about the players and communities across the state. Uh, and it, it didn't matter who it was. If the third string center had a story, you know, SES was going to be able to tell that. We weren't limited to anything. So we did that, started 2014. It's kind of exploded over the past few years. Um, we just started trying to get into the college thing. It's, it's different. It's not... You know, it's not a box score-type deal. We're we're telling feature stories and historic things and and things like that and just exploring different ways to, to get that story out there and kind of keep football season going 365 days a year.
0: And I know you guys do different things uh, to, to advocate for the players as well, including, like, uh, you help with camps, right, and different things like yeah. that?
6: Every spring we launch, we just completed our second year of the 40th project. Um, and what that is is just little high school combines, we hold those at different places across the state. With this year, we had five of those, um, and each one was hosted at a different junior college. And um, what that is is, you know, it gives the kids an opportunity to come out and, and you know, record a good time. And we'll send those results to colleges and things like that. So the, the ones that are going to have the opportunity to play at the next level get to come out and, and get their name out there. But then also, you know, there's kids that come to these things that are not—they're not, not going to play college football, but they still get that same you know combine experience if you're you know you see on the nfl network with the nfl combine and yeah. stuff like that so it just gives everybody an opportunity to come out and have some
0: fun that's really cool and that's that's super duper helpful and uh hopefully you don't get a lot of pushback like a bunch of these college camps uh, have these days <laughs> <laughs> uh so tell us you, know, you and the, the the other guys that are there with you that um that make up scs i know you're you're putting out a lot of content right now you've just launched uh, a handful of different podcasts i've been going for a while but you have some newer ones uh that have just uh hit the uh the internet and uh i know you're you're creating content as we get you know close to i guess these dog days that are right before when the high school season uh really starts to crank up uh with i don't know if it's fall fall is kind of a, right. that's, a that's a false sale uh the the late summer practices but uh, tell us what all you guys are working on right now and putting out and how you're anticipating uh getting ready for this season
6: yeah, you know, one thing we've been doing and, and one thing we're able to do is is come up with new ways to, to put information out there. Um, because, you know, some people, it, it's really interesting to see how things are received. I can write a story, a feature story on a Laurel High School player and tweet that story out, and it'll get a handful of retweets. But on Facebook, it's going to get shared. You know a hundred times yeah i write a story on an oxford kid it's going to get retweeted 50 times it's going to get shared twice on facebook (laughs) so we're coming up with different ways to kind of spread the uh you know see what catches you know cast the wide net and see what sticks and the podcast series that we're doing right now is just another way to do that we've got five different shows that come on we got shows that come on every day during the week um today we have three shows coming on and and they range from one, one of them will be about you know the nba draft one segment and then uh Interviewing Tupelo's SID, the second segment, then we've got one breaking down the Six A skills. I mean, it's just a ton of different ways to uh, to kind of fill the void of these of the heat of summer. I mean, we're talking July thirty first is the first <laughs> official day of practice. Yeah, so we're trying to kind of crawl to that date to get some stuff to talk about because, unlike college, um, you know, there's a lot of seniors that graduated for the class of two thousand and uh, uh, I guess two thousand and seventeen. That the younger guys that are going to be taking those the spots you don't know a lot about them there's not a good way to find out so until that practice rolls around and the scrimmages start happening we just kind of gotta do what we can to fill that void
0: right yeah i've talked with chris brooks before uh you know does the the mississippi Gridiron iron magazine and he yeah. told me that you know the first couple of years the first year or so that he worked on that magazine um that that coaches you know, they did know who he was, he didn't know his reputation, and they didn't know whether they could trust him or not. And so getting information from coaches was like pulling teeth. When you were breaking into it, did you find the same thing?
6: I did. I did. It was uh, – And it's always – it's interesting. One of the things we like to do is, we, especially we will have a preseason magazine coming out in August, um, and we're trying to compile all these schedules. And my goodness, I mean <laughs> – the the one A and two A schools in, in the Delta and stuff like that. It's just tough to track them down. Yeah. Um, and uh, man, you'll talk to people at the schools and say, "Hey, uh, can I? Uh, what's your head football coach's name?" Um, <laughs> I'm not real sure. Okay. <laughs> well, so I mean it's, 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 it was tough. But one of the things I pushed from the beginning, um, and like I said, was one of the reasons I started SES was, and I'll tell the kids on the front end, especially the higher profile kids. Look, gonna, I want to interview you, but I want to talk about football. I want to talk about the Quentin Arrows in their season. I am not going to ask you a single question about anybody that's offered you or where you're living or anything to do with recruiting. And the kids appreciate that, and I think the
0: coaches do too. Oh, uh, I, I, I bet they do specifically, cause especially the high-profile ones, because that's all anybody wants to ever talk to them about. Yeah. Uh, for folks who want to get involved uh, and, and subscribe to the podcast or, or see the content that you yeah. guys are putting up, how do they get in touch with you guys?
3: Look,
6: we got a website, sesmississippi.com. Um, everything you need is going to be right there. It'll direct you where you want to go. We've got a great message board we just launched. Um, it's very easy to use. My 73-year-old father can navigate it really well. That's kind of my my judge on, on whether or not I've got something easy enough to use. And, uh, you know, you can get to our podcast there. Uh, our live stream uh, of podcasts is there on the website. Our stories are there. Our um, our video content there as well. Um, and everything's free. We're never going to charge for this. Um, we'll just do some advertising and sponsorship. So the content will always be free for, for, the, for the readers and viewers and listeners.
0: Webb, man, great stuff. And uh, congratulations on the continued growth of uh, everything that y'all are doing and uh, continued success this season. And I know you're doing a lot of good stuff for folks in Mississippi uh, that are uh, missing their football, especially in these summer <laughs> months. And uh, thanks for your time, man.
6: I appreciate it, Jay. Have a good
0: one. All right. You do the same. Webb Lewis, SES, Mississippi, Southern Elite Sports. And I know um, uh, they've been reaching out and, and starting to do stuff in other states, too. So that's uh, uh, pretty good for uh, other states close around Mississippi. All right. We're going to take our last break here. When we come back, there is a plan out there. And we talked about this just last week and the last couple weeks about what the SWAC is can do or what the Mississippi schools and the SWAT can do to get better. Well, friends, someone has a plan, and I love it. We'll talk about that plan, a disruptive plan, a kick sand in the NCAA's face plan. That's next on APB Season Pass.
4: Listen to stories and shows. Go to mpbonline.org. Republicans have been pushing to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act for a long time.
5: There have been gazillions of hearings on this subject. When they were in the majority, when we were in the majority.
4: Republican senators finally unveiled their health care bill, a look at what's in it and what it means for health care. This afternoon on All Things Considered from NPR News
2: at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join me each Thursday for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. Each week we talk with you about the health issues that are facing your children. From acne to concussions to diaper rashes and tonsils, from potty training to allergies to braces, and everything in between. It's Mississippi's free weekly pediatric clinic on the radio. Listen to any of our episodes on demand through the MPB Public Radio app and online at mpbonline.org. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
1: You count on MPB News for in-depth coverage of issues that matter to you. The state's ongoing opioid epidemic. A
4: bill to allow guns in churches. The child welfare crisis. And the best radio newscast in the state.
1: Those are just a few of the stories behind 10 new Associated Press Awards and another Edward R. Murrow Award. For the award-winning coverage you've come to expect, count on us. We are
4: MPB News. We are 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 MPB News. This is MPB Think Radio. Mississippi is our mission.
0: Welcome back. This is MPB Season Pass on Think Radio. Here we go. This is the story. The the, the title of it, and it's a a story on Vice Sports right now, sports.vice.com. The Plot to Disrupt the NCAA with a Pay-for-Play HBCU Basketball League. And the subtitle or the the headline is this, The Multi-Billion Dollar College Sports Industry Exploits African-American Athletes and has left historically black schools behind. Some people think there's a better way. So what if I told you, speaking from the author's perspective here on this story, what if I told you there was a better, that there was a way to pay men's college basketball players a fairer portion of the hundreds of millions of dollars they generate, boost the flagging fortunes of the nation's historically black colleges and universities, and stick it to the Sanctimonious self-serving quasi-monopolist at the NCAA. If all that sounds too good, then you haven't heard from Andy Schwartz, a San Francisco-based antitrust economist, longtime critic of college sports amateurism, and uh Schwartz has a plan to make it happen, a business plan. And while it's still early in the stages, it works in a nutshell like this form an hbcu exclusive basketball league tell the ncaa to pound sand and pay the nation's very best high school and college basketball players to be a part of it outright pay them and profit from it and change the face of big-time campus athletics forever one way to bust up a monopoly is through disruption, Schwartz says. That's the idea here. The way Schwartz and his HBCU league co founders Ohio-based sports and entertainment attorney Richard Volante and Washington, D.C.-based author and historian Bijon Bain see it. The NCAA is a bit like a traditional taxi company, while their concept is akin to Uber or Lyft. The league would consist of 16 members drawn from the four current NCAA Division 1 and 2 HBCU conferences institutions and uh, such as Howard University, Florida A&M, Jackson State. And its athletes would be full-time students. They would be paid to play basketball between fifty dollars to $100,000 a year. And moreover, they'd be allowed to endorse products, sell autographs, sign with agents, accept gifts from boosters, declare for the NBA draft, and even be drafted by teams without losing their eligibility. And how would they do it? Well, tell the NCAA to stick it. Because the NCAA doesn't care about them anyway. And the NCAA doesn't benefit them. And, I mean, like I said last week, from a financial standpoint, they're an NAIA league masquerading as a Division I league. Well, how, how can you change that? Do like this. And why is it perfect also for the HBCU leagues? Because the SWAC and the MEAC already have segregated themselves, irony, from the rest of college football. So it's not like they're playing for a championship. You know, and it and it's not like severing your ties with the NCAA is going to keep them from anything they already do because their champions play each other in a bowl game and that's where their season start stops, excuse me. So football, it would not be affected at all. Now other things like baseball and some of the other minor sports, which I don't know if you know this Jackson state, because of budget cuts just stopped their golf programs. This would fix it. I'm going to tweet it out from my Twitter at J sports, J a Y white sports. It's a great idea, and I think they should go for it, which probably